My name is Chloe, and this is the Feeder Flow Podcast, where you'll find authentic conversations on how to get your period back and restore your metabolism from years of disordered eating, low-calorie diets, and excessive exercise regimes. No trendy diets of celery juice and broccoli sprouts will be found here. Rather, my mission is to teach you balance and how the foods you've most likely cut out of your diet are the very ones that are essential for health. It's time we stop fearing food and embrace all that it can do for us. Food freedom, vivacious health, and a monthly menstrual cycle is possible, and I'm going to show you how to achieve this type of wellness without obsession. I'm going to be getting a little mama bear here, guys. I already sort of exploded on my Instagram, and I'm still feeling just a lot of amped up energy about everything right now. For those of you guys who don't know, I suffer through multiple eating disorders, anorexia, orthorexia, which is a fixation on clean or healthy eating, and then exercise addiction. These three disorders ruined my life and literally put me so close to death. And that's not even a joke here. Eating disorders are very serious. There are a lot of negative consequences and complications of having an eating disorder, of being undernourished and overexercised. So what's been happening lately is that I have been putting up some posts that pretty much have been trying to educate and inspire those people who follow me to incorporate certain foods back into their diet. So for example, I did a post the other day just talking about the nutritional differences between almond milk and real milk because for someone who needs to recover from years of malnutrition or under eating or an eating disorder, the name of the game is to nutritionally rehabilitate your body. So my job as someone who works in this field is to help people who follow me and who I work with understand that it's okay for them to eat milk. It's okay for them to have eggs. It's okay for them to eat steak. And that in fact, these foods are very nutrient dense and they're very nourishing for our body. So I try to call out a lot of diet dogma, diet culture BS on, um, on my social media pages, on my, you know, podcast and Instagram and YouTube. I basically just want people to be able to have food freedom, to be able to go, huh, maybe I don't have to get the almond milk latte when I don't even really like the taste of it. Maybe it's okay for me to have the real milk and I don't need to freak out that someone added butter to the quinoa salad that they brought. I want people to find food freedom. I think it is not only so important for your physical health, because I think the key to health is just going to be balance and variety and making sure you're eating enough, but also for your mental health. So I created a post talking about, you know, the difference between the almond milk and the cow's milk and the vegans attacked. Um, Not only were there a ton of negative comments um, underneath the post, but then I got a lot of nasty messages in my DMs. And gosh, it just, it really is making me angry and frustrated right now. 
I got things, you know, from people saying like, you know, milk is as addictive as cocaine and we humans aren't meant to drink milk and what other animals, you know, drink the milk of other species. And it's like, yeah, what other animals like have the internet and have built like buildings and have, you know, implemented even agriculture where we grow fruits and vegetables. I mean, it just really is silly. We are a species that has evolved and we have figured out that, hey, we can use these animals to get things like eggs and milk. And yeah, this is maybe kind of why we have excelled as a species. But anyways, I have a lot of comments on that, but I really just wanted to share with you guys uh, the post that I wrote in response to this. So the post sort of header says, just a reminder, you are trying to recover from amenorrhea, under eating, over exercising, and or an eating disorder. If someone online sells you fear about drinking milk, eating fish, and adding bacon to your eggs, you can kindly disregard them as you focus on your recovery. So now let's read the actual post and what I wrote. It said, eating disorders, disordered eating, amenorrhea, under eating, being malnourished, over exercising. All of these things are serious and not something to mess around with. Neurodegenerative disease, neuropathy, osteoporosis, infertility, cardiovascular disease, insomnia, GI issues, amenorrhea, damage to internal organs, and death. These are just some of the very serious risks and complications of not fueling yourself properly. Because this is very serious, it really worries me when I see people online going onto eating disorder social media platforms spreading their restrictive diet dogma. I just want to remind you that it's super important that you focus on you and your recovery. There will always be people out there saying that milk is as addictive as cocaine, meat is inflammatory, and eggs are just as dangerous as smoking. But I highly recommend that you tune those messages out and instead focus on eating more, resting your body, and finding food freedom, as these are vital things to do to restore your body's health and recover. I personally know the allure of finding the perfect diet, and I know how easy it is to get caught up in nutritional studies, research papers, and Reddit forums talking about this and that new trendy diet. I know because I was that girl staying up till 3 a.m. to research the nutritional difference between noni fruit and broccoli sprouts and whether or not I should ever eat chocolate again. So much time lost, so much health lost. Ironic, eh? Don't fall for this trap. You can butter your toast and be healthy. Just ask my 90-year-old grandma who has zero health problems and eats toast, butter, and jam every morning for breakfast for the past multiple decades. Yeah, poisonous food, that bread and butter. I know I can ruffle a lot of people's feathers, but I will ruffle many more to potentially save even just one life from the bonds and chains of an eating disorder, which sadly for many ends in death. So I will not stop sharing my thoughts on veganism and other restrictive diets because you girls out there need to hear that it is okay for you to drink your milk, smother your bread with butter, and eat the damn steak. I think that this was just something that I had to create so that I could just call out the diet dogma that was happening on my Instagram page because I try so hard to create a safe space for women to come on and to look at my page and be like, dang, this girl, she's eating milk, 
or drinking milk, you know, she's eating cheese, she's, she has steak, she eats fish, she has carbs, you know, she eats bread, she puts butter on top of that bread, she has rice, she has, you know, she does pasta, like she eats all these things. Hey, maybe I can too. And I really try and create this space where there is no dogmatic diet rules. I try and educate you guys on the foods that are super supportive for your body, aka those foods that have like high bioavailability, and just say, hey, make sure that you eat enough of these things. Make sure that instead of just buying almond milk all the time, you're also actually incorporating real milk because there is so much nutritionally there for you. And life's too short to just skimp out on cheese. At least the Frenchness in me agrees with that statement. I met with a client the other day, actually, and she started out the whole session saying, Chloe, it's been so amazing to just be able to have your page be like a solace in this crazy diet dogma world. And I feel like I see all these things online of what I eat in the day videos, people drinking their celery juice and skipping out on carbs and going vegan and going keto and all of these things. And I can get caught up in it. And it's sometimes so easy to just fall into that of like, oh yeah, maybe if I just skipped the potatoes, maybe if I just cut out meat, maybe if I just never touched dairy ever again. But then I go onto your page and it's like, ah, yes, it's a breath of fresh air. It reminds me, yes, I can. I can eat all of these things. And this is why I had to call out what was going on on my page because I want to keep my page that way. And I don't want girls to be going on there and seeing all these comments about, you know, how bad and inflammatory and toxic animal products are for you. I don't think these girls understand history and how we have been surviving off of animal products for millennia. This is arguably why we are still alive because, hey, we didn't even have agriculture for that long. Broccoli, how long do you think that's been in existence? Not as long as you think. So here's my thing. We all have our opinions, and we all have a right to our opinions 100%. I do not want to tell someone that they cannot say certain things. All I am saying is say it on your own platform because my platform is a place for people who are struggling with a life-threatening eating disorder or people whose lives have been ruined by disordered eating and by this obsession with exercise and depleting their body of nourishment I want to create a safe space for them. So respect that. Again, you can say what you want on your page. Please, by all means, do it. But again, we need to be mindful of the comments that we make on certain people's pages, especially when they are a page that is dealing with mental disorders. I know I sound so like angry and so like, oh, I'm still worked up about this, guys. And I am. I'm going to get mama bear all up on this because I want to call these people out. It's not okay. It's not okay to do that because I don't want anyone going on my page and second guessing the fact that they are going to leave veganism and they're going to start eating animal products. I don't want them second guessing that because 
I know how important that's going to be for them to not only nutritionally rehabilitate their body, but to heal their relationship with food and to overcome this intense mental disorder, to find food freedom. It's going to, oh gosh, I just, what I wish for everyone who comes to my page, I wish for them to read all my things and to be inspired to let go of all these weird, rigid rules that they have around food so that they can sit down to the dinner table and eat whatever it is that their family or friends put in front of them. I want them to be able to be present in those conversations to create memories with people and not be so just fixated on how can I have this person take out the cheese for this dish and not put meat on this thing and count calories and do all of that. I want to help people find this freedom. Gosh. I think why it really irks me is just because I've been there. I've been through an eating disorder and I'm like, gosh, the reason why I stayed in an eating disorder for so long is partly because I would go onto social media and I would listen to all these people and these even doctors and diet gurus and things like that telling me that I should and shouldn't eat this or that. Telling me that eggs are as bad as smoking. So then what do I do? I cut out all eggs from my diet. And what did that lead to? It led to me being diagnosed with menopause and infertility at the age of 25. It led me to having severe digestive distress, severe metabolic syndrome, a low metabolic state, insomnia, hair loss, brittle bones, osteoporosis. I'm not just saying that. Those are things that actually happened to me. Because I got caught up in, wow, look at this beautiful like vlogger who lives in Hawaii and eats a raw fruitarianism diet. Oh, I'm not experiencing health on that. Maybe it's because I'm not doing it good enough. Maybe I need to detox even more. It's dangerous, guys. It is a dangerous cycle that this whole just like, orthorexia puts you through and I know how dangerous it is and I know how much of a torment it is to the mind and to someone's life that I would never in my right mind tell someone that they shouldn't eat something. Never. I'm not about that life anymore. On my page, And I'm going to stand by this. On my page, I want people to feel okay for going and getting a cheese burrito. I want them to feel okay about going out to eat and getting the cheesecake for dessert. Not the vegan cheesecake, the cheesecake. Real sugar, real cheese, real flour. Oh, I'm so angry. Like, I'm very angry right now at just how people can completely disregard how dangerous it can be, the things that they say. Now, I know we're not all perfect and all that, but it's like, dude, 
I'm an eating disorder platform and you want to come on here and tell my like followers that they shouldn't be eating milk? Oh, it drives me insane. <laughs> it really does. It really, really does. Now, I hear the people screaming though, but Chloe, food does matter. And look, we're in an obesity epidemic and wow, certain foods, you know, do promote ill health and like all of that. And I know the orthorexic response to all of this. I know the like, I know the mindset. I know what's coming up here. And if you follow me, I think you know that I really do talk about this. Like I, I talk about the importance of eating nutrient dense foods of eating things like the sardines and the, you know, organic sourdough bread and having, um, having things like sauerkraut and bone broth. And yeah, I'm totally for being mindful of food and getting for the most part, good quality stuff. But nothing I preach is dogmatic. Nothing I preach is a rule. I've talked about principles. I have the principle of making sure that I, for the most part, choose overall zoomed out big picture organic grass-fed meats. Eggs from chickens that have been free range. Yeah, I, I agree with all that stuff. But I also, I also go out and get chocolate croissants on the regular because it's so dang tasty and it's so dang nourishing for me. I also get non-organic, non-sourdough bread all the time, all the time. Do I like sourdough organic bread? Yes. Is it a rule that every bread I eat has to be organic and sourdough? Heck no. Balance. Balance, balance, balance. This is something that, gosh, it took me years. It took me 11 years to finally understand. Like my mother tried to preach this to me back when I was 14 years old. Like, Chloe, this is unbalanced. You really ought to just eat a little bit of everything. Stop fixating so much on your food. Sure, eat good food and also eat pizza. And I can even argue. It's like, what, what is with this with pizza? You guys, it is bread, tomato sauce, and cheese. What is wrong with it? Why do we have such a negative connotation with pizza? People in Italy have been eating pizza for years. <laughs> years. So overall, I just want you to be able to come onto my page and to understand that you can achieve wellness without obsession. Wellness without obsession. Meaning, yeah, maybe let's not go and eat Twinkies 24-7 and only have cereal for a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Totally. But does that mean that it's wrong to have cereal? Does that mean that it's bad to have Twinkies? No. I'm just saying, let's make it balanced. And here's the thing. In the world of... I mean, I would just even say in Western culture and especially America, like we love extremes, but, and then specifically for someone who deals with an eating disorders, oh my gosh, well, we know extremes are like the place we love to be. 
either were eating only broccoli with no oil, no butter, no salt, or were like binging on bags of chips and Twinkies. <laughs> it's like, guys, geez, what about having some broccoli with some butter on it? What about having a Twinkie or two? And the next day, having steak and potatoes. And the next day, having roasted asparagus wrapped in prosciutto. And the next day, having caramelized bananas. And the next day, having eggs. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day, just continually eating a balance of all foods. Am I done? I'm not sure. I still feel a little bit angry about this. But anyways, I hope this rant was helpful for you guys. I hope it helps you just see sort of my internal dialogue a little bit more. Maybe that's something that I should share a little bit more. I don't know if that's something that fascinates you guys, but I have a lot of internal dialogue about a lot of things here. And I do want to share because I think it can be very helpful for those of you who are struggling in the midst of whatever it is you're struggling with. You know, it doesn't have to be eating disorders. I would say... 80% of the people I work with are not a clinical eating disorder. They are just someone who is struggling with food because look at this culture that we're in that has created this like monster of confusion in regards to what it means to be healthy. So these are the women that come to me. They're like, hey, I started, you know, going vegan and I started exercising seven days a week and my period's gone. Why? Why is my hair falling out? Why do I feel so lethargic all the time? Those are the people that I work with and I want them to hear from someone who has been there and is now out of it that it's like, hey honey, this is why your period's gone. Just FYI, maybe that vegan diet is just not nutritionally replete. Maybe you need a little bit more because your body's kind of reliant on a lot of nutrients that are found in animal products. Hey, I know that you like exercising, but maybe exercising seven days a week is actually not the best thing for your hormones and for your metabolic health. Maybe you can find a lot of strength with actually exercising a little bit less and giving your body this vital thing called rest. Dang, where was I when I was struggling with all of this? Like my healthy self now. I would have loved to hear my healthy self talk and tell me all these things back when I was struggling with food and body image and exercise. So welcome to the Feed Your Flow podcast. This is why I created this space, guys, so that you can hear what a healthy voice sounds like. And I'm going to do my best to make sure that What you hear coming from my mouth is always preaching balance, acceptance of your body and the size that it needs to be to be healthy, inspiration to let go of food rules so that you can be free and you can enjoy your life and enjoy food. Like I'm going to dedicate everything I do to make sure that you get that message and that that's crystal clear. That's all I have for you today. 
I really hope that if this resonates with you, that you rate and review the podcast, that you share the podcast. This, this is how this gets out, guys. You listen to it, you go, oh, wow, my friend Sally really could hear this. She listens to it, she goes, oh, wow, that was impo- like very powerful. My friend Kelly could hear that. Okay, this is how it happens. And then this is how we change the whole conversation around food and body and health. It, it starts with the people who start to get out of this stupid system and who start just finding freedom and finding health preaching it and sharing it with others so that they can go, hey, maybe maybe this is a better way. Maybe I don't need to be a size zero to be healthy and to be loved. And then we find that health and we find that love in our healthy body weight. And by finding this happiness, we then share it with the world. Then people see us and they go, hey, I know this girl, she is healthy, she eats nourishing food, she's at a healthy body weight, she has a monthly menstrual cycle, and she's happy. Happy. Imagine that. She's someone who's defying these weird societal rules that say we need to be a size zero or a size two to be happy and healthy. I'm leaving it with that, guys. Make sure you follow me at Flow with Chloe to get some inspiration to butter your toast in the morning. I will see you in my next podcast.